This is Tim Ackesy from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm thrilled to be on with Dr. Lee Reeves from Texas. Dr. Lee Reeves and I met a long time ago. I believe I invited him to Atlanta, Georgia to do an NSA workshop probably in 1990, and I think it was his first one. Is that true? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and you've been very involved in the NSP and the NSA for a long time. Yeah, I have been, was, yeah. certainly. Yes. And you're a veterinarian or you were, do you, do you still practice? No, I've been retired for uh, a couple of years now, but okay. uh, had a wonderful uh, f- almost 50 year Jeez. career. 50 and, years. Uh, loved every um, minute of it, but retirement I mean, ain't bad either. <laughs> we used to talk about the challenges of stuttering, maybe making a phone call to someone about their dog mm-hmm. early on phone calling for me was a nightmare yeah, but I we have... hung up on once uh, by a pharmacist when i was trying to call in a prescription and had a really long block and she just hung up mm-hmm. <laughs> was, i got was hung really... up on my last name for 15 years because my block was silent this yeah. is tim click hello yeah. and hang up the yeah. dating was horrible. But one one thing that we inspired us to get back together, and I encourage any of you to scroll down the podcasts because we did a long, like an hour-long podcast a couple years ago that was really good. And one of the big things was being able to accept if you stutter and challenges that we both shared um, in our careers talking, stuttering. But one of the things we're going to do this evening is um, look at a, a quote by Jean-Jacques Rousseau. I just love I love saying it. But he was alive from 1712 to 1778. Now, before I drop the big uh, quote, I found some others. This guy is a genius. You want to search him. Uh, Absolute silence leads to sadness. It is the image of death. Speak up, folks. I mean, I was silent in a classroom. Insults are the arguments employed by those who are in the wrong. So if Mm. someone teases you or bullies you about your stuttering, push back. I stutter, so what? Man is born free and everywhere he's in chains. You know, I can start stuttering, getting teased and bullied, and have the giant in, in, in chains complex, right? Right, absolutely. And then no man has any natural authority over his fellow men right so um you know speak up be courageous pursue then the one that i really really love my favorite quote of his is patience is bitter but its fruit is sweet and that's the one we're going to (laughs) dissect with one of your scalpels from the veterinarian clinic let's do it okay so i'm going to invite you to comment on this whole thing of patience is bitter, but it's fruit is sweet in respect to being able to disclose that we stutter. I couldn't do that till I was in my 20s. Yeah, me as well. Uh, me as well. Um, I, I suspect what, what I would, when, when, I, when you said this to me, and I got to thinking about it, Tim, I think one of the first things that came to my mind, and I want to get into the disclosure question, but mm-hmm. I suppose that the first thing that came to my mind is, what is the fruit? In, in other words, what is the goal? What are we after? Yes, uh, the being 
patient is certainly at, at, at the beginning of all of this. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's, it's, uh, if there's no pain, there's no gain, same kind of thing, but what yeah. is that fruit? So I think for many of us, myself included, it was, what's the end game? What's the goal? What am I after? Mm -hmm. am, am, am I after non-stuttered speech? And if, if that's my fruit, it's, it's going to be a long haul, <laughs> uh, yeah, a really long haul, but that may be the beginning of, of what I want. Do I want non-struggled speech? Uh, mm -hmm. Am I after more fluid speech? By the way, I've stopped using fluent and started okay. using fluid speech. Mm -hmm. I, to me, it makes more sense. Perfect. But, um, so I think having a realistic expectation, setting that goal or setting that fruit, if you will, and then uh, trying to be as realistic as you can. And sometimes that takes help from somebody else um, yeah. to do. You know, we oftentimes talk about, or I talk about a young athlete. You ask any young athlete what they want to be when they grow up, and not only do they want to be a professional of whatever that sport is, but they'll personify it. Hmm. I want to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, I want to be uh, Peyton Manning. You know, yeah. it's, it's in football. And then as we as we develop and our athletic prowess or lack thereof <laughs> begins mm -hmm. to filter out, we begin to adjust our expectations. To, I just want to play high school ball or college or or I just want to play the game. Yeah. And so even though I never got to be a professional baseball player, I played senior softball and still enjoyed it. So I could nice. play the game. Nice. So I guess that's the first thing is setting the expectations. What's the fruit? So yeah. I'm with you with that. And it's changing the identity. Yeah. When exactly. I can say to someone, I stutter, I'm a person who stutters. I am changing my identity instead of I'm just a stutterer. You know, I'm a person who stutters. I feel strongly about I'm a person who stutters versus stutterer. Right. And I get to pick my label in this case. Yeah. Um, but patience the patience part, patience is bitter. A couple things is it's not one and done. You don't oh, tell one person that I stutter and then you're good to go. The other thing is being patient with the reactions. Because when I talk to people who stutter, who decide to start disclosing, there's a myriad of responses. One response is, well, <laughs> you don't really stutter. I have this friend from high school. Right. He had bright orange hair and now he, and then they, they hijack your story. Right. And I used to know, so, well, I've known you. I didn't know you stuttered. Well, I, I would never, well, you talk so well, I you, know. Are so, you know, and that's where the problems. They with... start coaching you, you know, Joe Biden, I heard Joe Biden stutters and then <laughs> they, they be careful. They may hijack your disclosure. Yeah. That's right. But you still disclose because of the fruit. And and you're so right, Tim, about it's not one and done. And, you know, there's a couple of disclosures, you know, you know, Joe Sheehan that uh, said uh, the greatest concealment for us who cutter is not the concealment from others, but the concealment from ourselves. Yes. So so the disclosure to some extent starts within ourselves to, to come to terms with. I mean, we mm -hmm. talked about acceptance on our first um, chat a while back, mm -hmm. but, uh, 
trying to come to terms with the fact that, yeah, we, we stutter and we have to be a person who stutters and that doesn't make us bad uh, human beings. And then the disclosure to others is the, it's, I think one of the, maybe not the first step, but it's a, it's a good first step in moving out of that self stigma, moving out of the fact that we are ashamed of and guilty about that's right. the fact that we, we stutter. It can also be hard to finally bring it up. So, oh, you know, I had friends in high school that knew I stutter college and then I'm, you know, 30 and I bump into them. It's like, what's the point in bringing it up? Mm-hmm. But on the other shoulder is this, you know, angel devil scenario where it's going okay but you know prove to them that you're better because they might be thinking about how you used to stutter so <laughs> i'm i i project my thoughts on them i think what's the point in disclosing because it's so long i've known them for so long but the fruit is that finally i em- emancipate myself yes and we find out along the way that all of those projections, 99% of them are not true. I know. That when you go back to your high school buddies or your college buddies, and the, the thing that stood out to me the most was my stuttering. They didn't even remember that I stuttered. I know. You know? And so in order to, you know, so we go through this this process of putting our toe in the water, Mm-hmm. Of saying, well, you know, I have a speech impediment. I mean, I, <laughs> I hate that, but I used it. Yeah, <laughs> impediment. I mean, but that's, we all do that because I stuttered on stutter and I didn't mm-hmm. want to stutter to tell somebody that I stuttered. So I avoided and said speeches, but you put your foot in the water, your toe, mm-hmm. and you do get these reactions. Yeah. But the point is, is that most people, in my experience, other than the fact that they hijack, as you said, the the, the whole conversation, when they don't, they're very curious. Yeah. Um, and they want to know, what, which then opens the door to more disclosure, to more moving toward that fruit of being okay. Yeah, there you the go. Fact, hey, this turned out okay. I'm going to tell somebody else. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to. You might also get the person who's like, oh, "Bless your heart, that must have been <laughs> terrible." Yes. What's it like to walk up to the dentist counter to check in? You know, then they over dramatize it. But that's the thing. When you think about the fruit of disclosure, what it does for you, how it changes the identity and desensitizes you. And as you said, self stigma, then the bitter part is the multiple conversations, varieties of conversations. And some people who it can be a little clumsy doing the disclosure. Oh, I'll give you a great example of not just, but let's say um, using the phone, you know, we avoided the phone. This is before we had all these other Mm -hmm. ways to talk on, uh, to communicate, avoid the phone, avoid the phone at all costs. And then finally say, I'm going to do this. You grab the phone and you, you can't get anything out. Mm-hmm. And somebody hangs up on you and you say, okay, that's it. I tried it. I, yeah. I, I, I tried it and it didn't work. Right. Whatever it is. I tried right. this kind of a disclosure and it didn't work. Well, you can't back away and right. let you, you must continue to do that thing that you are most yeah. fearful of. So I'm going to guess it didn't dawn on you. I'm going to 
push redial. And when they answer, go, hey, just hang on, I stutter. Yeah. That would have been. Which is what I did to the pharmacist. Yes. I called her back up. And of course, I was angry. This was years ago. And I just read her the riot act. You know, you hung up on me. I'm Dr. Reed and blah, 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 blah. And and I stuttered and I was, and she was just, I bless her heart, so to speak. I I just brought her down to about, you know, a foot tall. And then I realized what I was doing and apologized to her and said, you know, you didn't know what I was doing, but good for you. But you had to go, you you had to, you have to pick the phone up and do it. again. Her opinion of people who stutter could be misconstrued if we use both cannons. Absolutely. Our next one is mm -hmm. patience is bitter. The fruit is sweet in most people who stutter have done some, what we'll call techniques like, like contacts, easy onsets, pullouts, Mm -hmm. many people. And let's just make this real primitive, if you will. A lot of adults who stutter continue to have difficulty with their name, first name, last name, job title, introducing their spouse or something that's extremely personal, Mm -hmm. maybe for 25, 30 years, they've developed a phobia of that word. And maybe we will... um, We'll pick Gregory. G is, you know, kind of a tricky lingual plosive, but Gregory wants to be able to say Gregory. He does. And he starts learning to go like Gregory. But the degree of anxiety in his body, depending upon the listener, if he projects on his listener, if he's um, in front of an audience, like somebody says, hey, what's your name? And or at Starbucks, the barista surprises him. But anyways, he'll say, you know, I tried the technique, but it didn't work. Right. This idea of going, Gregory. The degree of anxiety in the body makes that sound and word so difficult because he learned his name when he was three. Right. And he's developed a fear of it because of shame and embarrassment. Right. So patience is bitter, it's fruit is sweet. If somebody named Gregory works with me, I'm going to help reframe their thoughts and feelings about stuttering, their shame and embarrassment. Then do something aggressive. If he wants to, we're going to go on to books a million. We're going to find an author named Gregory. We're going to get right in front of a mirror Mm -hmm. and we're going to get to where Gregory is very palatable. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's brutal. I'm sorry. But If he wants it, he's got to be just really patient. And what's the fruit there? Yeah, the 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 fruit is the is you learn or realize that 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 you don't have to struggle. That you can actually Mm -hmm. speak, stutter more easily. Uh, You can stutter more easily, and and you you're able to say. Sometimes it surprises you Mm -hmm. when you work on these things for a while. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. You feel like you're failing, and then all of a sudden. It, it you have a success and it begins mm-hmm. you begin to have more successes if you mm-hmm. if you continue um to really practice that and i think that mm-hmm. you know it could be said of any of the strategies any of the the techniques whether it's easy onsets or mm-hmm. cancellations or um pull outs yeah. um or preparatories any of the old strategies or i say that 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 one or even voluntary stuttering the thing about it is that 
these are these are neuromotor skills. These are new skills that we are teaching ourselves yeah. to do that are not simple. And the reason they're hard to practice is because they're not fun. You know, that's part we, of it. And the, the quote unquote fear of failure. Absolutely. I mean, when oh. we when we learn how to play baseball, we didn't come out of the chute knowing how to throw a ball, right? Or how to catch or how to play, but we wanted to play baseball. So every day after school, we drop our books, go outside and throw a ball up against the yeah. garage or do something because it was enjoyable. You know, we wanted yeah. that. So the fruit of the labor was, you know, we saw that enjoyment. Yeah. Stuttering and learning a different way to talk that's not so struggled, that we're, that is not so fearful, that we're able to choose our communication yep. um, in the way that we want to communicate okay. is not necessarily an enjoyable feat. I know. Uh, and that's and why we can have fun. the, everyone else can say their name, all the should statements. Yeah. Um, so I moved to Atlanta. I was about 23 years old. I knew zero people in Atlanta. I came here to house sit. <laughs> all my friends went from Wisconsin to Chicago to work on the board of trade, you know, running the um, tickets for trades and yeah. The whole culture was a load of fun, like six guys in an apartment. I moved down here alone. I have no job, no money. And as I mentioned, I got hung up on, because back then, every job listing was in the paper. You had to call or drive to the place of business. I developed a phobia of the word application, of course. Duh. You know, if you stutter, you understand that you're going to fear that word because you walk in and go, can I have an and My head's going up and down. But my last name was my nemesis. Um, I would get hung up on and I would call 25 gas stations a night as my quota asking for myself. Mm -hmm. Is Tim Mackesy? No, he doesn't work here. Dish. Yeah. I had my old phone book with the mm -hmm. rabbit ear page, took a Sharpie. I'd end up calling the same gas stations, but necessity is the mother of invention. Right. I needed gas in my tank. I needed my subway, my teriyaki chicken, and um, which was hard to say, but patience is bitter. But, you know, the fruit was just being able to say my name and then gain employment, go from basic, you know, laborer into different things and in, into what I'm doing now. Well, the, um, yes. I mean, even though we still stutter, I mean, I stutter every day. Um, I have learned, I had learned through the years to stutter on my own terms, yep. you know, to, uh, and even though I still get stuck and it surprises me sometimes and, you know, that old neuromotor system just gets a glitch in it and bingo, there I am. But along with that learning of how to, uh, communicate a little easier with, with a more fluid flow, yeah. Yeah. I also had to learn to let things go. Yeah. I, I had to learn that short term fruit, memory, like in baseball, when you ground out in the fifth inning when the base is loaded, okay, it's okay to have an error, shake yeah. it off and get back in the game. Yeah, right. How, how many times have you heard that? Shake it off, you know, get mm -hmm. back in the game. And I think that's, it's now that's hard to do alone. That's the other thing. And you were talking about one of the fruits of the labor of getting involved with self-help or being able to find. Let's jump right into that one. Uh, you know, to with, therapist, with, the, but, with the patience is bitter, but his fruit is sweet is stepping your toes into either a virtual sport group or going to conference. So yeah. please, please, please take that over. Well, I, I think again, it's um, many people that, that, that 
come into an NSA chapter meeting or go to a convention or a conference or it, it, friends, it doesn't matter, even into a Zoom meeting. It, does, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to do that the first time. Mm-hmm. So many times, you know, folks come for the first time and they've been thinking about it for a year. They read about it, saw it on the email, saw it on the, on, the, on, the, on the web, and finally something happens that moves them to show up the first time. So that takes a lot of courage and to, to show up. But then the patience is not just coming once. Sometimes it's very scary to come into a group like that the first time because sometimes you see people that are stuttering with much more struggle than than you are and you're thinking wow i I don't want to be in a group like this yeah but i've always told people if you give it at least three times come at least three times before you make a decision about whether this is for you or not most of the time they're going to keep coming because they realize that that there's value uh, and they feel better when they leave than they did when they came and so that's patience of continuing to come over time and the science and the technology of self-help is that you are going to change. You are you are going to change. And between the conferences, there's many opportunities so that you don't have to wait 12 months for your next booster shot of yeah. income. And this does bring up that, you know, you go back to the movie, The King's Speech, which is about mm-hmm. 2011. The number of people, I, I wrote an article that was published in the in in the NSA's um, in their newsletter, letting go. Are you comfortable seeing someone stutter? And it talked about the King's speech because I was interviewing people, and I found three groups. One, I simply can't watch it because I can't watch all that stuttering. Two, I started watching it, I, I got uncomfortable, and I turned it off. Three, finally, there's a hero who stutters. Mm-hmm. The ironic thing is Colin Firth was faking stuttering mm-hmm. yeah. because he was a royal. Everyone respected him except his father and his brother, but he would right. be out in the audience. But it circles back to if you are in a group of people, if you stutter and you're in a chat group or you're at a conference and you are uncomfortable watching other people stutter, there's just to be honest, you're projecting thoughts and feelings about your stuttering through another individual, which opens up a lot of um, self-reflection. We don't ask why, it's how. How do I make it so difficult on myself to watch that gentleman or that person in that discussion group at three o'clock this afternoon? What was I thinking or feeling that created so much discomfort in me yeah. And that's a that's, that's a self-examination for sure. And the opposite of that is true as well, Tim. Somebody comes in and say that the discussion for the evening, just for mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, just for conversation purposes, mm-hmm. is on ordering your own food at a restaurant, as mm-hmm. an example. Yeah. And the 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 subject for the evening. So somebody on the that that has been there for a long time says oh yeah i didn't used to order food for myself i was so afraid to do that i would just point to the menu etc cetera, etc cetera. and the person that just came in for the first time is saying i could never do that i could never order for myself yeah but if they're patient and continue coming to the group yeah and over time it doesn't i i guarantee i've seen this so many times mm-hmm. they're the one in a year six months a year however long it is 
are saying, you know, I ordered the other night uh, yeah. for myself and yeah, I used to not do yeah. that. And there's somebody else that just came in for the first time right. that are hearing them now say it. So the fruit is that success. It's that mm. accomplishment of being able to do something that you didn't think you were able to do. I used to point to a menu to trick the server into squinting and naming the item. Yeah. And I would do like a thumbs up. And it got yeah. to the point where I would close the menu, insist that I looked at the person in the eyes, and as fluidly as I could be, get that menu item out, yeah. right? And it doesn't yeah. happen overnight. That's the patience part. And it's yes. so frustrating because mm -hmm. stuttering is so variable, uh, not just between us, but within us. I mm -hmm. mean, it is... It is a it it is a enigma yep. without a question. Uh, yeah. But it takes a lot of patience and effort. It's not easy work, but yeah. it can be done. I'm a huge fan of voluntary stuttering. Mm -hmm. Me too. Huge fan. I've been known to say that it's an antibiotic. <laughs> well, you know, I like that. I think it's also a vaccine. Ah, I love it. With only, with no bad side effects. No bad side effects. You know, Very no organic vax. <laughs> yeah. But part of my self-therapy, I went to a mall about two miles from here, and I would do 30 stutters in 30 minutes. Yeah. I picked it up. I was leaving Wisconsin, Madison in uh, 87. And this wonderful woman at the clinic, Flo Philly, I name her all the time. She's the first person ever understood, first person I ever met that understood stuttering and could look into my stuttering soul. Mm -hmm. And she recommended it to me. And then, you know, I moved to Atlanta and I was my own speech therapist. And um, I knew when I'm feeling low and down and frustrated, time to go to the mall. <laughs> and I used, that was my favorite strategy once I. You know, it was the one I always fell back on. Yes. Uh, and still do to some extent. It's medicinal. I remember, you know, when we talk about introducing ourselves, uh, one of the most difficult things to do is saying your name. So I knew, for example, that I was going to stutter. I felt I was going to stutter on my name, Lee. Mm -hmm. And I would I would say, hi, m m my name is Lee. Ah, and I would I do some voluntary stuttering. The preparatory set on the M. It was a preparatory set. Sneaky. And but it would be voluntary. pre-surgical. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a pre-surgical procedure. And I I did a lot of preparatory sets, and I yeah. used voluntary. I I used to you know mine was kind of a bounce is how I would do it. It was mm -hmm. what was most comfortable for me. But it it got it it got me as a stutterer or a person out there. Beautiful. It reminded me that I stuttered and then it moved me right into my name. It, yeah. But it took, you know, it, it wasn't overnight. That's right. the thing. That's, right. that's the patience. If you bounce the M, you've already vaccinated yourself against projecting that the person's going to discover you stutter. That's right. Like m my name is Lee. You've already, you've already vaxxed yourself because yeah. you're, um, and then for anyone out there who's been, terrified to vol voluntarily stutter part of it is years and years and years of building scaffolding up where we're you know so invested in concealing the stutter i don't want anyone to find out i stutter that the idea of having you know do doing a bounce 
is what? And the first time I ever went out into a mall and voluntarily stuttered, I felt butterflies in my body that I'm not, I've never been a shoplifter, but I felt like I was being naughty, like I was stealing, like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to do. And what I learned later is that same part of your anatomy from your throat down to your stomach, your soma, is also ends up being, and that's where we have, have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, it was interesting, I ref, 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 reflected back that I had this euphoria on butterflies, like, I can't believe I did what I just did, almost like I dove off the high dive when I'm eight, and then I come up to the surface, and I climb up the ladder, and I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah, I'm tall and enough now to go off the, the high dive. They and and at the same time, I think we have to be careful not to use certain strategies that we've learned to manage the, those those moments of stuttering, those moments of stuckness, as an avoidance uh, of stuttering, mm-hmm. because that we can easily fall into mm-hmm. that trap as well. So I think you know, staying staying mindful mm-hmm. of why we're doing what we're doing. Um, I remember when I was first taught to disclose or that, that the rationale back then, and this was 40, 50 years ago, was to put my listener at ease. If I would disclose and tell I the know. person that I was struggling, that I stuttered, then it would put them at ease because they're looking startled, right? I mean, they're, they've got yes. these, what they call the look, what we hear about the look. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure out that I didn't really give a damn about the listener in that in, in those moments. It was really about putting me at ease. Mm-hmm. When I was able to disclose and say, I stutter. Um, oh, okay. Then, right. then that it, it put it, it got it out there, put That's me right. at ease. And as a result of that, I ref- that that projected onto my listener, they put them at ease. Right. Remember, eye contact aversion, looking away at the moment of the stutter. Yeah. The foundation of a lot of it is, I don't want to see your reaction, a.k.a. I'm projecting on you. Do you know I stutter? Are you making a facial reaction? So if I disclose I stutter or do a voluntary stutter or whatever, I'm setting the frames and the definition and the meaning of my stuttering. And all it's of these all connected, things, all of these things, Tim, I mean, I love your, your quote, uh, all of these things that we've been talking about, um, don't happen overnight. True. They, there's just no way forward. There's, there's much to learn about ourselves and our own stuttering. There's much to learn about other people's reactions that are, that don't have nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. There's much to learn about the the type of skills to learn and practice mm-hmm. to 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 make our speech more fluid if mm-hmm. if that's what we're after. Yeah. And that takes not only a lot of work but a lot of patience keeping your yeah. eye on the prize. That's right. And, um, that's right. Because the fruit um is is uh lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know um and also for those of you out there who've given up on speech therapy, you know, patience is bitter. It's fruit is sweet. Maybe there's someone, a better match for you. So the, um, stuttering specialist.org. Yeah. Um, you can go on that, see who is a specialist. Um, stuttering help.org has a list of people around the country to stuttering. We stutter. And that's where you get the NSA is, 
westutter.org if you want to get in their support groups. But, you know, a lot of times I, I had start. five years of speech therapy that didn't help me at all. And then I refused to go back. And my mom and dad would come back occasionally. Hey, you want to try something else? And, no, no one can help me. But um, so, there, you know, there's there's different things, different people. You might you might find a match. A lot of times, and I was with you, I had five speech speech therapists, four in, in schools, in the schools uh, as I progressed through. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was one that I found on my own. And that turned out to be the better uh, choice. And I just happened into finding a, an incredibly good therapist at the right time, yep. which is also the three R's, right time, right th- therapist and right therapy. Uh-huh. But um, uh, it used to be reading, writing, and arithmetic, but now it's mm-hmm. right time, right therapist, and right therapy. Yes. But, um, yes. So many people are turned off by therapy because they they have not had um, either good ad uh, have, have not had good experiences for one reason or the other, and so they feel a little helpless uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes hopeless, and that that's a yep. shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another reason why getting involved and getting connected with other mm-hmm. people who stutter can be yep. incredibly helpful because yes. names come up, places come up, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we have about a minute left. I do want to uh, recognize the loss of someone that we, uh, a dear friend of ours and an icon in the community, Dr. Walt Manning passed away recently. And once I put this podcast up in the comments part of the podcast, I want you to um, look, I'm going to attach an article that he wrote in 99. You absolutely want to read it. It's phenomenal. But so we agree our journey of stuttering that this quote is important. Patience is bitter, but it's fruit is sweet. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And meeting people like you is also it's also well, worthwhile. Well, that's that that goes without saying. Likewise, yeah. back Tim. You know, the, it it could be more crude in saying that if there's no pain, there's no gain. But I like yeah. your quote a little better. Yeah, and it was um, great seeing you tonight. Yeah, as well, okay, brother. Thanks, thanks for doing this. So we go back, and it's nice to see you. It's okay. really nice to chat with you again, Tim. Thanks okay. for asking. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye now.